0: Okay, bismillahir rahmanir rahim Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in allahumma la sahla illa ma Alta sahla wa anta taj'alul hazna idha shi'ta sahla allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik ya Kirim, karim assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everybody and good evening and um uh welcome to our i think Last session, I think, inshallah, on the issue of shaykh or doubt in the matter of salah. All right, so let's read this text, let's see how this text is uh, shaping up. Let's have a look here. Uh, we are going to be doing today. We are going to be doing today. What we're we going to be doing today. We are going to be doing today. فِي عَدَدِ ركعات Yeah, okay. So in the Arabic text, it is the on that paragraph. Whatever that paragraph is, it's the fourth line. Woman فِي عَدَدِ الرَّكَعَاتِ. أَخَذَ بِالْأَقَلِّ وَإِن شَكَّ فِي تَرْكِ رُكْنٍ فَكَتَرْكِهِ وَلَا يَسْجُدُ لِشَكِّهِ فِي تَرْكِ وَاجِبٍ أَوْ زِيَادَةٍ وَلَا سُجُودَ عَلَى مَأْمُومٍ إِلَّا تَبَعٍ لِإِمَامِهِ I don't think that we'll cover that last part, Uh, but uh, I think up until زِيَادَةٍ Which translated, folks, which translated comes as Whoever doubts the number of units they have prayed should consider it to be the lesser number. If one doubts that they have omitted a pillar, as opposed to the obligation, it is considered as if it has been definitely omitted. Like, no messing about. There is no prostration required, however, due to any doubt over whether he omitted an obligation or added anything. That's the humbly position. We're going to beg to differ with that, but let's get to that in a second i so let me just uh, get my video going yeah there we go over whether oh. he omits oh, oh, oh. we don't want to do that we don't want to do that do we so um we are on page 380. for that really nice uh, box that kind of sums everything up and uh, has the name of the, uh, you know, that it mentions the page and this and that, whatever. Anyway, we're at bang at the top of page 380. Whoever so has any doubts about um, how many units they've prayed. They always go on the the lesser number. This is probably the most common. I think we did this last week, right? We did a kind of like a poll or anecdotal poll, and we think that we 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 agree that this is the the main kind of problem that everybody uh, has. Just not sure when you're in the prayer whether you are um, on your third or your fourth rak'ah, right? Or second or third if it's like a lesser one than that. So that's the issue. Okay. So, what do you do? You take from the lesser of the two numbers because that's the one you're sure of, right? The Prophet said in the hadith If there is a, if any one of you doubts in his prayer and he doesn't know how many units he prayed, right? Three or four, he's not sure, then let him throw the doubt away يعني, let him ignore the doubtful matter and build upon that which is certain all right build upon that which is certain and then let him do two prostrations of forgetfulness before he makes the teslim let him then do two prostrations before all right so that's the meaningful kind of a uh, uh, piece of knowledge that um, two, uh, two, I guess, learning points One, that when you have some doubt About, is it this or that You go with that which you're sure of You don't, you only go based upon the doubt You go that which, which you're sure of Which is obviously the lesser number And you're going to make a two, um To cover the doubt aspect We'll come to that in a second And that's going to be before the Taslim So, and that's because obviously The lesser number is absolutely certain Alright um, and there is a Kaida فقية Wal أنما and في وجوده fal Aslu Adma Fal Aslu Admihi okay Fal Aslu Admu, I think is better. Yeah. So that whatever is doubted, what whatever's whatever's existence is doubted. Now nah. Whatever how can I translate that whatever whatever you don't think has occurred whatever you doubt has occurred it should be assumed that it is absent that's terrible by the way all right but I think that you can what we can work through the the class yeah I need to find a a, a, a better one okay Yani, that which is doubtful in its occurrence or doubtful that it occurred, then for Aslu Yani, that then the the basic principle or the status quo is that it i it is it, absent. <laughs> so bad. But anyway, I, I I can't think of how to translate that very neatly right now. But what I'm basically saying is that anything which you are not sure whether you've done or not, then the basic principle is that it hasn't happened. That's basically what the 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 Qaeda is. It's much easier to explain than to get the perfect, the only one sentence. But basically, if you're not if you're praying and you're not sure if you prayed three or four, well, you're not sure about the fourth. And if you're not sure about that which has not happened, right? Then the basic principle is that it hasn't happened. And we should only assume something has happened if we are sure it's happened, because it's in the future, right? we are absolutely sure that we've done the third, it happened, it's in the past, we've done it. So its presence is is certain. The fourth is something we're not sure about. Now, when you're not sure about something which is in addition to what's already occurred, i.e. we're not sure about a present or a future event, and we're not sure about it, the qaida, the maxim is that it didn't happen because it's in the present and in the future. So if you're not sure it happened, then the basic principle is that it didn't happen. That is a qa'ida fiqiyya. You always apply this maxim. All of this certainty overtakes doubt. That's a different qaida. Alright? We're not translating that. Alright, that certainty is not overtaken by doubt. That's not what we're talking about. Although of course it means the same thing. Or if this is this is a consequence of that Yani Mother Qaeda. That's one of the major qaidas of Islam. Alright, one of the major maxims. Alright. So if you have three or four, not sure, then you go with three. Okay? Now, this is something which is very important what Sheikh Uthameen makes, and the Hanbali school and a number of the other scholars, and certainly our class position, will differ because of what Sheikh Uthameen is going to say. He says, so what the apparent position of our author is, is that it's very, very black and white and very straightforward, and he doesn't add nuance or caveats. According as Sheikh Uthameen says, he got, he says. That according to our author, there is no difference between a person who has doubt and is not sure and has doubt and then he thinks that he's got the right answer. Now, when we have doubt about something and you have a little think about it. So if I'm now praying Zahar and I stand up and I'm now not sure, am I my third or am I my fourth? Okay, am I my, my, my third or am I fourth? And I'm now not sure at all. So, there's two ways that this is going to go, right? Actually, there's more than two ways, but fundamentally, let's start at this point. I can't work it out. I've tried absolutely everything and I can't work it out. And I can't work it out. So the hadith is clear. I assume that I've prayed three, that this is my third one, sorry, and that I'm going to now pray another one to make, to make it my fourth, even if I've actually prayed four and that that will make it five. And we'll come to that later. So that's obviously one way. The other way that's gonna what's gonna happen is that I'm praying, and uh, 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 you know I'm not sure three or four. Then I stop and I think, and I go back to my first, and I remember what the surah was, and I then I go to the second, and I remember what the surah was, and then I think to myself, hold on, I didn't uh, 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 press, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't read another one, and so by process of elimination. I now am um, confident that I am in the right uh, Raka'ah okay? So this is what we call al All right, Now tahari يعني من تحرر المسألة Taharra he threw the situation around his head thought about it, reflected upon it and he came to a decision Same as Tarjih. يعني من ترجح يعني the one who thinks about what's better, what's not, what's stronger, what's not and I think this is a rajah this is what i think is the stronger preponderant position right so the author has not actually differentiated between the two he's actually said that it, you know if you've doubted you've doubted whether you've worked it out or not or not work it out or not but it's all the same and the sajda is always going to be before the salam you're going to go straight for the two sajdas before you do the two salams right so sheikh says he's not yani, differentiated between a person okay so, yeah. So, sheikh, I'm going to just translate it literally. Actually, to show you how interesting this is. Um, he says that there is no. Uh, he doesn't differentiate between between a person who is able to make that decision or not. If he has doubt, if it was three or four, and he considers. That it is, yeah, and he considers that it, it, you know, it's three. That's the only thing that he th- takes. He, he, um, so for example, there's sorry, there's a person who's not sure three or four, and then he thinks about it, then he goes right, this is four. Then he has another scenario, another person who has a little think about it, and he goes three or four, and he is pretty sure that it's th- uh, three or he, there's a person who has uh, 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 we're still on page 380 at the bottom or there's a person who says um, I'm not sure whether I did three or four and I can't preponderant I can't any make a decision between the two so then he takes the the, the the three so if you look at these three scenarios okay he these are three different scenarios in the first one he thought about it and he was pretty certain not certain yani adhan, yani he was pretty confident that he did uh, he, that he did less and then in another, another scenario he thought about it and he was confident that he did more meaning that he has actually uh, done the right amount okay and or or the both scenarios are exactly the same or both scenarios are exactly the same, he can't work it out. According to the author, in all of these scenarios, all of it is Shek and all of it's got to be based upon taking the minimum uh, number and there's no messing about. You take upon the minimum number and you got to make the sajda. The second opinion in this, uh, the second approach to this problem of when you're not sure and then you have a little think about it is that that if you have two positions and you're not sure about which one it is that you're right, is it the third or the fourth, then you think about it and it becomes clear to you that actually one of them is right, that actually I have prayed three or I have prayed four, whether it is um, uh, whether it's the lesser number or the higher number, it doesn't matter, but you're sure, then you take the sure one. When I say sure, I mean uh, one that's more You're more confident of If you were sure You'd never be Having this question So it's not about certainty But you have غالبضن. You did the math, And you know I'm pretty I am I think so I think that that's the one Now When you say I think In English It's because you pretty much Think that that's the answer It's not that It's not a one that's doubt It's not the one Which is 50-50 Right In the 50-50 We've already said You've got to take the lesser number But we're now talking about What if you're able to say No I'm pretty confident That this is actually um, I'm pretty confident that this is actually uh, uh, the right one. Okay, that I know that it's three, or I know that it's four. So in this one, you will go with the one that you think is the right one, that which is most likely. Thank you, Mesa. all right? So, um, what's the evidence for this position of going with the most likely and not just going with the, the, the lesser of the two numbers as the previous hadith said? The evidence for this position is the of abdullah ibn mas'ud radiallahu anhu that the prophet said شكفت, هل صلاة, هل صلاة concerning a person who prayed and wasn't sure whether he did 3 or 4 he said التحري, ثم ليسلم, ثم this hadith is um, this hadith is Sahih And its reference Is Its reference Is Sahih Muslim Okay Sahih Muslim Hadith number 572 And we call this in Fiqh The Hadith of um, uh It's a unique Hadith And it's a Addition to what we've got Now, this is actually really interesting, right? Because a number of the scholars accepted this hadith and said, right, that now means that there's a new category of sajda. There's a new category. There is missing out something, there is adding something, there is doubting something and fixing it, and now a fourth category, right? So, not just three categories of adding something to the prayer. Leaving out something from the prayer. Leaving out means forgetting it or whatever. And third, having doubts about the prayer and then fixing it. We have a fourth category and this category is called harri, Having doubts but fixing the doubts yourself in the prayer. Making the decision you actually know now where you are. And even in this scenario, we are going to do a sajda and this is the hadith which is the evidence because the Prophet ﷺ said, Let him yani work out what, which what is right. He did not say, Let him take the two, let him take the lesser of the two, or let him take the one he's certain of. So, therefore, we've got two different paradigms. Now, what's fascinating to me is what some of the Hanabila themselves responded, which is obviously that, that, that this is the, the humbly position, and it's not stating that, it's not differentiating it. It's like they're almost ignoring this hadith. Now, of course nobody no fiqh, yani no ignores hadith and certainly not the hanabila ibn qudama you know the imam of this Madhab, he said that this hadith the hadith of tahari is actually not yani tahari is not a is, is not a fourth category it's not a subsection or a new category different to doubt but rather, this is the same doubt, the same ruling of the previous hadith, but only for the imam. So he specified this hadith will only be applicable to the imam, and his point is is that if you could make the harri, you wouldn't have been in doubt in the first place. It's actually an interesting argument, right? He goes that that the the actual hadith we need to go with is the hadith in uh, the hadith of um, uh, the hadith I just mentioned uh, earlier on the hadith in Sahih Muslim. Hadith number 571. Okay. I forgot about Allah with the that hadith. Oh, I think it's Abdullah bin Buhayna, I think, radiallahu an The hadith of throwing that uh, with the shaitan. One second, let me find Yanni. Who... I've forgotten who narrated that hadith. Anyway. Ah Abu Sa'id al Khudri radiallahu an. Abu Sa'id al Khudri radiyallahu anhu is the one who narrated this hadith. Correct. Actually, I think it's narrated by Mughir ibn sure, but I think it's narrated by a number of companions. All right. The hadith of if you're not sure three or four, then you then you build upon that which you're certain of, which is the three, and then you know you you just carry on praying and then you make sajda before uh, before the uh, taslim. The the scholar said that's the hadith. That's the only one in the chapter. But this extra hadith of Abdullah bin Mas'ud in Sahih Muslim as well. What this adds is only for the Imam because now if he's in the prayer and they remind him that's the only practical way that hadri can occur because otherwise he would be still in doubt. Otherwise you know how's he going to work it out? The whole point is that he's in doubt. How does he know that he's fixed it? How does he know that his result of Tahrari is successful? It's an interesting argument. Anyway uh, the class position, Sheikh Utameen is saying no none of that and uh, uh, this hadith is clear making it very clear if you are able to you're able to you have a little think about it you work it out yeah i'm okay i'm all right and so in this scenario you then carry on with which one you're okay with right you've got to remember that the previous scenario is you just don't know and even when you're doing it you still don't know so my point is is that imagine you've prayed for okay and if you've prayed for and you are not sure whether it's three or four, you assume it to be three. That's what the hadith states. And even when you are doing the third one now again, and then you're gonna get up to a fourth one because you're not sure, all the way through you're still not sure. And even at the end, you're still not sure. And that's what the hadith is there for. This hadith which Adil has just posted, that's what the hadith is there for. You're not sure. Whereas in the other hadith, Abdullah bin Mas'ud, in this scenario, you are sure. You've, you, yani, you weren't sure, but you've made up your mind and you've worked it out. Now, some of you might say, well, then what's he making sejda for? He's making sejda because there was a portion of the prayer in which he wasn't sure. And for that, yani, a uh, uh, period of doubt, for that yani, deficiency in the prayer, he's making a sejda. And the difference is that the sejda is after the taslim. The, 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 the so if a person doesn't know what he's praying, doesn't know yani where he's at, and then just goes through the legal process, okay? He's assuming the person, he's assuming the position of someone who's got no idea, and therefore he makes the two sajdahs before the taslim. If a person thinks about it and he works out with a good degree of certainty, and enough, beyond reasonable doubt, that he knows what he's doing, he's worked it out, he still will make the sajdah sahu, but he does not have to go on the lesser number. He goes with what he worked out, and then he also does a sajdah. But that's after the the taslim, after the taslim. So I hope that that makes. Uh, and then of course he would. So he goes. Assalamu alaikum Allah akbar. Allah akbar. Allah akbar. Allah akbar. Assalamu alaikum That is what it means to be after the taslim. Okay. So therefore, Sheikh utameen summarizes. He goes. Therefore, it's clear from this hadith. Uh, what hadith when we combine these two hadith we now understand that the shak, the doubter, the doubtful one, has two potential situations. The first one where he's able to try and work it out, he's able to do tahari, and yani he is able to beyond reasonable doubt choose a position. And between the two Yani options. And the second one, not able to do it. can can't work it out, completely lost, and he's basically gonna uh, act according uh uh according to the doubt he doesn't have the ability in uh no 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 sir the as i said a person who has doubt always as the hadith says always before the salutation so you look at the hadith that adil has written before giving salutation this is when you don't know what's going on you only do it afterwards when you do work it out in the prayer yourself what is going on okay uh so for example, so Sheikh now gives a few examples now. He says, so for example, a person, he prays and he's not sure, did he pray three or four? Then he works out that it is four. This is my fourth raka'ah. Okay? This is my fourth raka'ah. So we say, right, well, you're pretty sure. So you now make it your fourth raka'ah. You carry on. You've made uh, tarjih. You've made tahri. Now give salam. Now give salam. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullah. So after salam, I will now do two sajda. Okay? If that same person, am I praying 3 or 4? Am I praying 3 or 4? Ah, it's 3. So he's now, unlike in a previous scenario, he was sure it was 4. So he carried on. Now he's worked out that it's actually 3. So I'm now going to carry on and make this my 3, and I'm going to now make my next one the 4. Okay? So he, he... Assumes it to be three He continues and does another one for the four And he would then do exactly the same He would give salam And make the two sajda after this salam Alright That's the whole point Another scenario The same guy Three or four Not sure So he's standing in that third one Right And he's not sure Am I on my third? He's praying zuhr Am I in my third or am I on my fourth? And he can't work it out And he thinks about it He can't work it out So he goes right I can't work it out I've got to take the safe side I've got to act according to the hadith So he assumes it the lesser number So he assumes it to be three And then he will then do two uh, 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 He will assume it to be three He'll then of course then add the fourth Regardless of what he's actually done in reality But that's how he will do it And then he will um, And then he will do the sajda When? Before the taslim Qabla as-salam now, uh, Sahar is asking, why is the Sajid Sahu before the Tasleem are not knowing and assumed the lesser number? Because of the hadith that I mentioned earlier on. Because of the hadith that uh, Adil uh, put. It's a text. There's no aql or whatever to be applied. I mean, a person can try to find a wisdom in it, but the hadith is why, why we are doing it. Aisha says, is there an approximate time to decide? No, because you've got to make it there and then, right? You can't stand there for like hours. It's got to be within the, the prayer. The decision, obviously... Is within the prayer itself. Yeah, it's not something which is, which is happening. Yani outside of the, um, which is uh, happening outside of the, the game. Um, right. Now, where am I? I'm here. So when a person makes the Harri, the sajda is after the Taslim, correct. And when a person is unable to work out what the right answer is and is in doubt, then the sajda is before the Taslim. And I will put up a nice uh, summary of this. Okay, I will put up a nice uh, summary. Do you still make sejda even if you know 100% that you have worked it out? Correct. So even if you achieved 100%, the reason that you're making the sejda is because you had a moment of doubt. You stopped, you paused, you had to think about it, and then you worked it out, okay? You worked it out. There has to be, because otherwise, everybody's counting, right? Everybody's like thinking, the second, yeah, this is my third, yeah. That's normal, working out. That's not what we're talking about at all, right? Everybody is like, is that two? Yeah, that's two. Is that three? Is that three? Yeah, is that four? that's not doubt. I'm taking, you stand there and you're like, I don't even know whether this is my third or my fourth. Am I my third and my fourth or what? And you stop and you have doubt and then you fix it then it's okay Now just hold the questions whilst I just finish off this uh, 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 section because it's got some important points Okay, we're going to come back to the point, uh, questions above that So, Sheikh says We have an issue that remains Sh- uh, uh, And I've already actually said what Sheikh has said He goes, do we make a differentiation between the Imam and the one who's praying by themselves or the follower? Or are they all the same? And as I said some of the Hanabila they did make that difference. They said that, you know, uh, as Ibn Qudama said, that the only way that you're going to be able to make to is t- someone helps you. And, uh, 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 you know, that makes sense and that, 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 that's right. But anyway, Sheikh says the Hadith Ibn Mas'ud يعني, it, it is talking about يعني, uh, something in general. That person يعني, goes upon what is more likely and they should يعني, be confident about that. Well, and that should therefore apply whether he's imam or whether he's ma'moom and whether he is praying by himself and so therefore I want you to know that that is what you that is a class position regardless of whether you're imam or you're praying you know whatever you if you work it out then you will do the such after the salaam Sheikh now uh, says let's look at a couple of uh, example scenarios he goes if a person was to arrive at the masjid right and the imam is in Roqa and the Musalli, the Ma'moom, the follower, he goes Allahu Akbar, right? takbiratul Ihram. And then Allahu Akbar, he goes into Ruqua. And now, he now becomes stressed. He doesn't know whether he caught the Imam in the Ruqua or not. Because he was seeing some movement. He saw, he thinks maybe that soon as he got down, or uh, did he make it or not? Did he catch him whilst the Imam was still there or roughly in the Ruquah? Or was Yani Did he see the movement? And as he was going down, did the Imam actually stand up straight? Did he any yani, move on to the next part? Basically, have I caught the raka'ah? Have I caught the ruku' so that I've caught the raka'ah? That's what he's now thinking. So, according to what the Hambali say, according to what the Hambali's uh, say, he's to ignore this raka'ah. This raka'ah has not been caught. It is not not caught because he's actually doubting whether he even caught it or not, and because he's doubting whether he caught it or not, because that doubt is there, across the board, he has to take the uh, certain position, the certain position is that of course that yeah, that which he knows for certain is that he didn't catch it. If the doubt is whether he did catch it or not. And so according to the Hamblis, in this scenario, because you've got doubt, you've got to assume the certain one, the lesser one the fact here in this scenario would be that you didn't catch the ruku'ah in time. Okay? Um, So therefore, he is now one raka'ah down. He'll have to stand up after the salah and make up one extra raka'ah. Okay? But according to our position, Shaykh Uthameen's position, the class position, a number of other scholars, if he now has this doubt, he has to think about it. He thinks about it. Okay? Um, And he goes with what is likely. If We'll say, do you think it was more likely that you caught the Imam in the or not? If he says, yes, that I did think I catch him, then we say, then that Raka'ah is to be assumed for you. You caught it. If you think I caught it, and you say, yeah, I think I caught it. That's what I think. I'm not 100% certain, but I'm 80, 90, 70, whatever. I'm there. Okay? The next question is... And so the point is that he's now caught the raka'ah. The next question is, should he now make Sajdah or not? Now we've already said that if this person is praying by himself, or he is the Imam, or, uh, 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 yeah, he's praying by himself or is the Imam, then we've already we've already intimated that at the personal individual level, he will now have to make Sajdah after the Taslim, right? Because he had to think about it, he came to a preponderant position, And therefore he carries on and he makes sajda after the taslim. Right. But now he's behind an imam. Now if you're behind an imam, the rules change. We're going to come to that later. Okay. The question is being posed now. We answer it maybe one or two weeks time. Does he make a sajda by himself or not? Right. And you're going to find out that actually it's not obligatory for him to make that sajda because the imam covers these kind of scenarios. Okay. The only time that you need to do a sajda. I mean we're gonna again I said we'll go into details later, is if you miss something from the prayer, if you completely miss something from the prayer. Um, and anyway, we'll come to that. Now if the same guy he says you know what I'm pretty sure I did not catch. This is the, the, the interesting caveat. Now the same guy we ask him are you sure or, or you know what do you think? He now in the prayer He's now like thinking, he goes, you know what, it's more likely I didn't catch him. So he's thought about it. I don't think I caught the the ruku'ah. I don't think I caught the ruku'ah. Therefore, we will say to him, if that's what you think is more likely, then you cannot include that. That's what you have to go with. And that therefore means that you've got now no raka'ah in the bank. And that after the salah finishes, when the Imam gives salam, You are now owing one raka'ah because you're one raka'ah down Because you were one raka'ah late Because you didn't catch the raka'ah Because you said I didn't catch him in raka'ah So now you're going to stand up You're going to act upon like as if you didn't catch it Because that's what you said is most likely Now the question is to be asked Same question Which again will be answered in a couple of weeks time. Does this guy make sajda or not? He's behind the imam, right? We just said a minute ago that there's some special rulings When you're praying behind the imam The imam covers you but in this scenario, he separates from the Imam. Because the Imam now goes on. And this guy is praying that one raka'ah by himself. So is he in like a unique scenario? And the answer is that he is in a unique scenario. Because he has separated from the Imam. And he will uh, make sajda after the prayer. Uh, at the end of his prayer. Question is, before or after? I think all of you should now be saying after. Okay? Why? Because he made tarjih. Because he had a little think about it, he worked it out, and he said, right, this is what I'm uh, I'm thinking. Yeah, this is what I'm upon. And we've said that whenever you do tahari, you do it after the taslim. Anyway, again, we'll, we'll come to that. Okay? Um, and if the scenario, uh, the guy we ask him, and he goes, you know, I thought about it, I can't work it out. I can't work it out. Did I uh, catch the raka'ah or not, the ruku'a or not? And he's يعني, he's not sure and he can't work it out which one is thingy we build upon that which is certain which is that he didn't catch it and therefore he completes the prayer and now he does sajda when is he going to do the sajda? he's going to do the sajda before the salam this is of course I'm, t- I'm talking about a person who's praying by himself but also one praying behind an imam why? because actually he's separated from the jama'ah because he now has to stand up and pray that one raka'ah so he's now He's still there while the rest have gone. So uh, he's by himself. Now the Sheikh then says So if I, this person he's in a doubtful scenario and then he's in, in a prayer, a three or four kind of situation Am I my am am third or am I my fourth? And he thinks about it, thinks about it and then he works out yani, which one he's in. Okay? Alright? Does he have to make the sajda? Does he have to make the sajda? Okay. Yani, yeah, what we're saying that he's worked it out and he's worked out that he's right. That's what I mean. You might saying, hold on, that's the same as what you've been talking about. No, what I'm trying to say is, this is like just being a bit more specific, that he's not sure whether he's in the third or the fourth. He stands up for the third. He's not sure this third or fourth, but he realizes the third. He realizes that what he thought it was, it actually is. So he carries on. So he's not actually done anything. He's not actually here increased or decreased the prayer from a physical actions point of view. Is it obligatory for him to uh, make the uh, sajda? Okay. So for example, He's, a person is not, uh, Sheikh says, a person is not sure did he pray three or did he pray, pray, pray four? He's not sure. So he turns it into three because he's not sure. So he's in doubt. He turns it into three and then he stands up for the fourth. And when he's in the fourth, he then realizes he's actually right. That I, I was right I did only pray three And that this me standing up Praying the fourth This is the right thing That I'm meant to do Do I now have to make Sajda? Because basically It all worked out I had some doubt I worked it out And it all now worked out The first position is He does not have to make Sajda there's two, there's two positions in this issue The first is that He does not make. He does not need to make uh, uh, Sajda And why is that? They said, okay, they said that uh, لَأَنَّهُ عدم والنقص. He was certain. He, abso- he reached absolute certainty that there is no deficiency, there's no omission, and there's no increase in the prayer. He's certain, right? That's basically what he's arrived to. Yeah, and the sujood is only obligated the sheikh says if a person is has has uh, uh, omitted something but he hasn't omitted anything and he definitely hasn't increased something remember I just want to make it clear in this example I'm giving he's absolutely certain just like when you are in a normal prayer so he had doubt but now he's absolutely certain so and the hadith says that and the, and the hadith says Sallah. That the person doesn't know how many that he prayed, but this person does know. He knows certain. So the first position is that you don't need to pray. You don't need to do the two sajda, and this is a position of some of the Hamblis. The second opinion is that he must make sajda. He must make sajda because of the same hadith. The hadith said that if a person doesn't know, then he should make the, then he should build upon the, uh uh, uh You know, he should. Uh, uh, build upon certain so, so and then make Sajda. and at that moment at the beginning he didn't know as we said before he didn't know, so we're making him make Sajda for the part which he didn't know which he didn't know uh, and he actually did this raka' whilst he was in a state of doubt, even if uh he later became absolutely uh clear. And Sheikh says, He said that this is what I find to be the stronger position, from an evidence point of view, because the hadith يعني, says that he didn't know and he really didn't know. Also from the aqal, also it's a safer position as well, Sheikh says. So it's definitely the one he's gonna go with and it's our class position as well. What am I saying basically? That even if you become certain, now we're not now talking about tahari. Obviously, you went through a process of tahari. Now, normally when you do Tahari, you go with that which is most likely. You're still not 100% certain, but you go with, with that which is most likely, and we said you make Sajda afterwards. Okay? But now we're saying that you actually did Tahari, but now you're certain that actually it's all calm, everything's good, we didn't do anything, we actually came right back to where we were. No, no, you're not getting away with that. We're going to make you do two Sajda. Now, that's our class position. Now, um, what I want to say, just to finish off this section, and then jump into your uh, uh, questions, is that um, what I want to say, this hadith, and I just want to, uh, I think Adil uh, uh, put it down, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Rasulullah wasallam said that when any one of you is in doubt about his prayer and he does not know how much he has prayed, three or four, he should cast aside his doubt and base his prayer on what he is sure of. Then perform two then complete the prayer and then perform two prostrations before giving salutations. If he has prayed five rak'ah, they will they will make his prayer an even number for him. And if he has prayed exactly four, then that will be a humiliation for the devil. This is one of the great hadith in the Sunnah, you know that. It's a beautiful hadith. I just want to just yeah, to spend a second on this, yeah. Look at the fawa'id of this hadith. First of all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with the propensity to doubt and that's okay. I mean it's one thing to be yani, forgetful and in doubt but we are forgetful and in doubt and it's okay for that to happen and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed for that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to recover from that. However often that happens. Obviously, if a person is instrumental in his mindlessness, heedlessness, doesn't care about the prayer, very lazy towards, that's something else that's sinful actions. But a normal person, normal job blogs, Muslim, trying his best, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accounted for that person. That's a beautiful blessing in this hadith. Again, the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he understands us, knows us, and that he's merciful to us because of that. Uh, because of our true human nature. The other thing which is really interesting, um, a lot of people get confused about if he has prayed five rakah, they will make his prayer an even number for him. They is referring to the sajda, right? That So for example... If a person is praying south of Dhuhr and he stands up on the 4th Raka'ah Right? So he's done 3 and he stands up for the 4th Raka'ah And he stands there and he says Is this my 4th or is it my 3rd? And he thinks and he thinks and he can't work it out What have we told him to do? He's got to assume it to be 3 Which means he's got to assume, He's got to assume it to be 3 And so therefore He's going to now pray another one Which means he's going to pray 5 Does that make sense? So if he's not sure between 3 and 4 and he assumes it to be three. He then will add another one, which actually, and he it was, and it was actually four. It was actually the fourth one. He thought it was three. He's going to pray another one to make it four in his mind. In actual fact, he's ended up praying five. The Prophet ﷺ said that this person needs to make sajda, and the sajda will turn the prayer into even. The 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 the, the, sajda, the two sajdas will almost take the place of a rakaah. They represent a whole unit of prayer. The two rakaah. That's a very interesting, from a Quranic point of view. Also, you know, we uh, we 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 did this debate um, two three years ago when we were talking about what is the sufficient minimum that a person has to pray before the time runs out that will be considered that he caught the prayer, and that when you do an analysis of the Hadith, is it the takbir which is any yani, sufficient, or does he need to do the sajda, uh, 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 both sajda, I'll get up from the two sajda. We prefer that position, but. To get to the answer to work it out, it is also the 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 process of working out which opinion you're going to choose is linked to how you understand the word and whether a aspect of the prayer can represent the whole of the prayer or the an aspect of the prayer can respect it can represent a unit of the prayer so in this scenario um these two prostrations are representing a whole unit now. Uh, that's going to make the prayer odd, now The prayer even which is itself an interesting benefit from the hadith because we can therefore learn that the prayer is never meant to be odd it's always meant to be even unless there's a text for an exception that text is maghrib which is the only exception of the obligatory prayers and that text is the witr prayer which is by definition odd one rakah, three, five, seven and so on and so forth now, what some of the scholars said about this hadith is that this hadith is a proof that it's not allowed for a person to, even in the general nafil, you know, like uh, uh, like we did in a uh, uh, thing in Nurul Basair the other day, person wants to just stand up and pray. When you want to just stand up and pray nafil for the sake of Allah, you want to give sadaqah, you want to say thank you to Allah, you want to show some ibadah, it's a really good habit, just to stand up and pray. Some people think you can just stand up and pray one rak'ah. Why? Because this is not a specified prayer. It's not a. Uh, there's no specific reason behind it. It's not a restrict. It's not a restricted prayer. It's an unrestricted general nafal prayer, which we're going to come to in a couple of months' time, maybe. Um, and therefore, you don't need an intention. You don't need an intention. Just stand up and knock a knock a prayer out. Actually, this hadith indicates that's not allowed. If you want to pray for no reason or general, it's got to be two raka'ah bare minimum, and only the witr prayer is to be. Uh, odd from the Sunnah or Nafal categories which of course is what the Hambalis consider the witab to be which we'll come to later The other thing which I found really nice about what, 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 what I really love about this hadith is the end of it uh, Where are we? And so if he prays, if he's prayed five then the the two The, 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 the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi is basically saying you've got to make a anyway whatever happens and either that Sajdah is going to make your odd units even so you win or you did actually pray four raka'ah plus two prostrations we're now not going to consider these two prostrations to be an hour whole raka'ah to turn your four into five so the five into six is only unique if you actually prayed five but if you got it right then you've prayed four and you've done something so powerful it's like as if you prayed another raka'ah. you slapped shaitan in the face shaitan. you've really rubbed his nose in the in the in the dust you've humiliated him because there is nothing on this planet that shaitan hates as much as the sajda. And Insan making sajda, Bani Adam making sajda, because that's what he was told to do, that's what he refused to do. And even if he tries to do it now, he's in the fire forever and ever. His sole stated aim is to make sure that he makes as many people not yeah, make that sajda and get Jannah as a result. That they refuse as well, whether out of arrogance or stubbornness or ignorance or stupidity or whatever. Let them not yani, make sajda So they can join me in hellfire his number one stated aim And that's why the Prophet ﷺ yani, Praise the sajda That's why the Prophet ﷺ said He's closest to his Lord When he's in, in the sajda A person when they're praying and, 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 and And this is a Qaida Fiqiyah by the way This is a Qaida Fiqiyah uh, uh, Not Qaida Fiqiyah Qaida Deeniyah I should say That to infuriate the people or To infuriate Kufar and the kuffar is a is a rewarded act. It's an actual rewarded act. Now, when we say that, that doesn't mean you go to your neighbors and you basically, any you know, uh, keep them up at night and uh, you know, keep ordering pizzas to their house and stuff like that because just because they're kafir. No, I mean those people who are actively trying to subvert you, actively trying to cause problem for you. So, for example, yani, you know, if you want a modern day interpretation. To troll uh that dog Douglas Murray, for example, to troll Katie Hopkins, Yani, to irritate them, to release videos, to to bo- boil their brains, to freak them out, okay? Is actually an act of reward. That's hadith. yani it will be considered for him, Yani Amal, Yani Salih, an ajar. Alright? This is Yani referring to uh, those that are in war causing problems difficulty harm to the Muslims etc etc and it's awesome is shaitan whenever you get the opportunity to, to slap shaitan you should whenever he is causing you problems giving waswas yeah causing some headache you've got the opportunity to really go at him and take him down yeah you know to say you know what I'm not gonna give him the I'm not gonna give him the satisfaction I'm not going you should have that as a stated aim but anyway I kinda gone off the path there but uh, we did do quite a few pages, and I want to carry on as well, actually. But I do see that there is quite a few questions, so I don't know whether we do that afterwards or, um folks, shall I carry on, or shall I take all these questions and and uh, comments? Can you give me your your um, your opinion? Just give me your your feedback. That because I wanted to do another three. My God, Sarah writes quick. Bismillah, mashaAllah. Allah I kind of thinking that I was gonna do another three pages, but or at least another one. But should I pause and we just go with the with the with the with the notes, uh, with the thingy? I will. I, I will go through it. I will go through it. Okay. All right. So we've got a a split. People are saying take all the questions and then something the are leaving soon. Uh we've got uh thingy. Alright, I think I'll do maybe another. Let me do another page. Let me let me just do a little bit. Okay. Then Sheikh says, And if a person is doubtful about whether he left a uh he left out a uh, uh, omitted a rokin, then it is to be assumed that he did. it's to be assumed that he did, okay? For so, for example, yani he stands up for the second rakaah, and he stands up. He's praying uh, uh, Dhuhr, and He stands up for the second rakaah, and now he's got doubt. Did he do two sajda or one? Did he do two, two sajda or one? Um, so, we obviously spoke about the idea that a person goes back if he started the Fatiha, he writes that off or whether he can go back or not. And what we said, we said that yani, a person, he was going to go back, whatever happens, unless he's actually arrived at that place again. If he's not sure, right? So we agree with the Hanbalis, right, that if you are not sure that you did the Rukan, then it's like you knowing you didn't do it. It's the same. And you will go back now, drop into that sitting position, and you will make that second Sajda. Right? And that's what I'll, and we spoke about that in detail last week. Right? Please don't make me repeat it again. Okay? Unless, of course, you only remember if you find that position in the uh, second Raka'ah. You're in the second Raka'ah, second sajda or first sajda and you realize at that moment oh my god i didn't even do that second sajda in the first raqa, then you do it there or in our example here you're not sure and you're doubtful did i do it so doubt according to the Hanbalis, in arkan is like as if you've left it all right it's like it's gone it's like you omitted it katarkihi yani and whoever doubts about the leave the omitting of a Rukan, it's like he did, like it's done deal, it's done, it's gone. Okay. Uh, again, because of the same principle, because al asl admu, yeah, yeah, because the asl is the admul uh, Fi'l. the basic status quo is that you didn't do the action unless you're absolutely sure of it. Okay. However, what will we add different to the Hanabilah, We will add. That however, if you stop and think about it and you realise that you did get it right so you do the tarjih, and you worked out that you did do it Okay then the correct opinion is to you carry on according to what you think is more likely Right? You don't need to now go and do it just for the sake of doing it Okay? And you will have to make Sajdah When? After the salam, of course Remember whenever you have to do tahari, you're going to make sajda after the salam so the first type of doubt was the doubt of the number of raka'at. the doubt yani of uh, uh, the doubt of what you of, of forgetting the second doubt yeah or fi arkan the second doubt is concerning the leaving of omitting a uh, uh, arkan the third now the third example al qism athalith ashku fi tark wajibat or fi tark al wajib yani now you are doubtful whether you you left out you omitted a wajib okay and for here the hambali say something very interesting they say wa la yasjudu li shakkih wa wajib right au so there are two scenarios in actually where despite the doubt that you have, you do not actually need to make a sajda for it. You don't need to make up for it. You might say, hold on, how does that make sense? So, you know what, that's actually big. That's actually big. We'll stop there. We'll stop there because I can see that people are getting confused with that one. But you'll work out, Yanni, why that is. Right, let's now get down to where, where, we at, where we're at right now. Let's see where we're at. And Anush says, I can't help but get the feeling This is Anush saying this 28 minutes ago I can't help but get the feeling that the sajdah before or after the slim is coming down to the moment at which you realise an error was made That if you make the slim already and are sitting in a masjid, then you can then you complete the prayer Another example, if you are 50-50, you do the sajda before the salam The hadith can all be strung together that way No, I don't know of any scholar that said that The um, The hadith are very clear on in certain examples, and they've relaxed in other examples, right? The ones that we've been, we, the, the ones that we, we, we've covered, we've covered. Question: What is the actual evidence to say Taslim is after, when one doubted, but managed to deduce? That's the hadith of uh, Abdullah the Mas'ud that I read earlier on, and I gave the reference to. Um, it is on page three hundred and eighty-one of the commentary. فَلْ يَتَحْرَّ الصَّوَابِ ثُمَّ يَسْجُدْ سَجْدَتَيْنَ And I think it was uh hadith number Let me give you the reference again I'm sure I gave the reference to it But now you're making me do it again 332 like I said Hadith, yeah, in Sahih Muslim Hadith number 572 Okay This is called the Hadith of Taharri Right uh, Sadia says What about a person Who repeatedly has the doubt Between three and four This is what's worse if, This should not happen all the time There's absolutely no doubt about that That should not happen all the time Right What if the doubt is continuous What's worse, worse? I mean, This is what's this this worse, worse You can't I mean, allow yourself To be in this situation You have to now get, get yourself together And say I won't allow this This is really only to be used For new, original, real, actual doubt Uncertainty of what's going on Right When it happens Not this You know I'm never aware I mean that's just so stupid If you think about it Right And that's how you gotta think about it You gotta You gotta tell yourself This is so stupid yeah, I, I know When I go And You know When I have my breakfast I know I have my breakfast Why is it that suddenly When I enter into the prayer I become subhuman And I'm just it, it, This is shaitan Right and it needs a whole reassessment, a whole reassessment of, you know, I won't get played like this by this dog. Yeah? While doing the second raka'ah, I wasn't sure if it is the first or the second raka'ah. And assume it is the first raka'ah. Yeah, that's correct. And I carried on. But by the third raka'ah, right, I worked it out that I am on the correct raka'ah. So I did Sahu before the salutation. According to the lesson, it should be after salam, correct? That's correct. Do I have to repeat the prayer? No, you don't. We said very early on in this chapter that the scholars are agreed that when a person is fixing the problem in the right way but they decide to do the sajda before or after, meaning the wrong way around, that it is acceptable. It is acceptable. The key is to do it. As for should it be before salam, after salam is mahalul ijtihad it is a matter of discussion and difference of opinion amongst the scholars. As I said, like the some of that have say it's only before, like what Anush said, that the only time it's after is if the prayer is finished. Some said it's only after, and those in the middle say it's a nuance, right? That there is some before, some after. But if you get it wrong, you do not need to repeat the prayer. Are we of the opinion that the raka'ah is not complete without Surah Fatiha? If so, no, the, our class position is that you don't need to recite Surah Al-Fatiha if you are trying to catch a person in their ruqwa. Okay? If there is no doubt any longer that they have decreased or added whilst maintaining a complete salah, if there's no doubt any longer, which I'm, I, is the key point to him not doing sajda, I don't know what that says, I it's not been quite okay. but isn't the issue that there was taharribi في... yeah, yeah Correct, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, there are people who are basically answering my questions as we go along. You know what folks I, this is not going to work I, 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 I think that some of i i think i answered some of the questions so if i've not answered your question right now please put your question forward um now there's there's the hadith of abdullah ibn mas'ud by the way okay um adil has just uh, put it sahih muslim 572 abdullah ibn mas'ud reported Remember when Abdullah is mentioned, it's always Abdullah bin Mas'ud. We prayed along with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and he committed or omitted something. Ibrahim said, by Allah, this is a misgiving of mine only. We said, Ya Rasulullah, is there something new about the prayer? He said, no. We told him about what he had done. He said, he said when a man commits or omits, he should perform two prostrations and then he himself perform two prostrations. Now, this is not the hadith. This is not the Hadith. Um, where am I going to find this Hadith now? Did I say five seven two? Yeah, I did. Did I did I say that or not? Can someone save me time and find it, folks? find the Arabic, it'd be nice if someone saved me the time. Yeah, okay, it is the hadith. That is the hadith, but they've translated it terrible. What a horrible translation. Okay. Okay. This hadith is the hadith five seven two in Sahih Muslim. It's also in Bukhari as well, by the way, but uh, a different number. I can't have. I don't have the, the reference to it. But if you look at this translation, okay. Oh, I think Maryam has found the uh, another version of it. No, 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 no. That's Abu Sa'id's hadith. The hadith that thing, Abdullah uh, reported. God, that's terrible. I don't understand that, that. That I don't understand where that translation is coming from. But anyway, this is the hadith, all right? The one that uh, I have just uh, uh, put. Uh, you him. There's something new about the prayer. What is it? You said prayer in such a way. If there is. I'm a just want to forget. He should aim at what is correct. Hey, well, this is the hadith. Yep, this is the translation. Umm Ibrahim's translation is the one that I posted in the Arabic. He should aim at what is correct, make the harri and complete his prayer. Okay, complete his prayer and then make the two prostrations. Right? Because the text is, let him make taslim. Right? That's what he means by complete his prayer in that respect and then ثُمَّ يَشْتُ such then he makes the two prostrations so I hope whoever is asking that I, th- I see a few people asking that then that's uh, whatever uh, so that, that's the answer to that right um, is enough or pretty sure after Tahari working it out beyond reasonable doubt 95% it's 51% plus it's not 95% by the way I'm sure she said that we went through reasonable doubt I and mean, we didn't say it's ninety five percent where's that the only graph that we we said where's that graph that we had someone find that graph okay anyway find me uh n- n- yeah now uh questions please uh okay sabine is saying do you uh uh do you have a view on the use of rak'ah counters or even hand clickers so you can always see that yeah i have a view completely disliked absolutely absolutely unless there is absolutely some very strong medical yani you know position or whatever blah 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 then uh you know then um but we've got, we cannot, we don't want to open that Because once you open that You you know, now the off you know We're kind of a little bit more flexible Because it's a one-off It's very emotionally overpowering People don't do it very often It's a larger number It's so long, a bit different Even then we shouldn't, you yeah, use your fingers But, yeah, a bit more, whatever And also you're allowed to move, you're allowed to talk You're allowed to, you know, whatever Salah is a protected act happening every day What a nightmare if we open the door to, to, to tell people uh, You know, it's okay to carry it out kind of stuff You see now Shazad, look at what Saad has posted Yeah, this is what we did from last time Yeah Now um Yeah, I mean, maybe Maybe But I just want to say I like what you said You'd let that person If you had on early uh, Alzheimer's or dementia Let that person i would agree with that i'd let that person if it was really causing them distress but i wouldn't obligate it when a person يعني, is in that scenario allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has يعني, you know, uh, but pardoned a lot of what happens to these people they just do their best they shouldn't try to kill themselves over that kind of thing but يعني, we can allow them to use it now if you look to that right you will see that we didn't uh uh we don't actually have a number for Beyond Reasonable Doubt But when we say Beyond... We don't... I, I know I might have said Beyond Reasonable Doubt But if I said that, then that is mistaken I said, ghalib al-dhann Alright? al means 51% yani it's likely Yani quite likely That's what we're trying to say Right To clarify our class position If one has doubt about how many raka'ah they prayed and then becomes certain When do we perform the al-sahw? You do it after okay after always when you become certain you become clear you become confident whenever tarjih and Tahari is involved after 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 After. all right folks what about using something like the takbir beads for taraweeh no it's not good it's not good are there any other questions that i've missed out folks why are you not putting them because there seems to be so many questions uh, you know no one's putting them can we use beads on the floor? No, we're opening such a such a big problem. Such a big problem. But what if you know you did the second or strongly feel like you did the second sajda? Do you still need? No, sahar. We've already said that. Once you have thought about it and you go, yeah, I think I did that. That's it. That's it. You've done it. But you do the sajda sahu. Due to Tahari, and no, there is no repeating of the prayers we're going to come to. All right? Because, number one, when you don't believe something is required for salah, you don't need to then make up for it. Second, with the sujoodah, there's a separate yani, uh, section that we'll come to later when it comes to forgetting it. Okay? So, this is my last time I'm going to repeat, folks. Yeah, if you want to put a question forward, then uh, do it right now. Hamza says, according to the Hanabila, if one misses a Rukan and they found out after the prayer that they make up the whole Raka'ah, does that include starting with the Takbiratul Ihram? Ihdiyatan it should be. Because especially if it is afterwards. I mean, especially if they are doing it later. yani Meaning significantly later. I mean, when I say significantly later, I mean like moving on. If you're right there and then, you just got up from the prayer and you think uh, it uh, uh, then you don't need to because you're still in the prayer that's the whole point right you're still in the prayer so the takbiratul ihram is not required it's a takbiratul intiqal that you're you're going to be doing you're not going to start again rehan says regarding the purification of stocks can one include the brokerage fee of selling or fx charges part of the purification as one is technically losing a fair sum to charges due to purification such a good question that I need to think about that. I need to think about that. I need to think about that. It's a tough question that. Whoa, here we go. Sarah has now gone and killed it. All right. If one doubts how many Raka'at they have prayed, they should assume that they prayed the lesser number and prayed as such before testing, Because they're not sure. They build upon that with certain, that's fine. The Hanbalists hold that the Hadith of the Harri is only applicable to an Imam who has been corrected, correct. That's the dominant Hamlis, I should say, right? There are opinion in the and You remember, always remember that there the are Riwayat and positions. The second opinion, with this class position of sheik al is if you thought about it and you are able to come to a conclusion which you are sure about, then you go with the one you think is most likely because of the Hadith of the harri. very good. So the class position therefore applies regardless of whether you're the Imam or the Munfarid is more accurate, not Ma'moom, Okay, whether you are the Imam or the one praying alone, but Ma'moom is also, yeah, technically included, except that there are some scenarios, right? Because he might be praying behind Imam a bit late, so it's best that you stay Imam or Munfarid. There are three scenarios how they, this may manifest in prayer. You thought about it and was confident that you did less, so you follow it and you do Sajdah after. You thought about it, you was confident that you did the right amount, you follow what you believe and Sajdah after. Very good. And then you thought about it and cannot decide, you go for the lesser, build upon that, make such as before. Very good. I.e., the class position is if you make the harri, if you actively attempt to ascertain, then the sajd is after taslim. If you remain unsure, you go for the lesser number, such as before. Very good. In the humble position, in all of these, you go for the lesser, regardless of one's conclusions. Very, very good. Another scenario, if someone is unsure, makes the harri, acts upon it, and then he is continuing, and he becomes absolutely certain that he is right and he is continuing correctly, then uh, uh, you either don't make sajda, which is a humble position, or one of the humble positions, or the second humble position and it's our class position that you must make the sajda because you did start that sajda in a state of doubt. Right. Ibn Qudamah's interpretation of the hadith of Tahari was that purely his logical deduction, despite the Prophet ﷺ not specifying Imam in his statement? Or was that narration contextually related to a mistake by the Imam? Well, it certainly wasn't contextually related. It was his own opinion. He doesn't go at, yani from from the text in Al-Mughni. He doesn't mention his ta'aleel, right? He, his his ta'aleel is the logical statement, which I explained in the, in the class, which is that how are you going to be sure when you had the doubt in the first place? And he's always saying you're still going to be doubtful. You're still going to be doubtful. That's his argument. Um, if you, if you keep doing it yourself. Only you're going to reach the harri, a differing state to your doubt. If someone else helps you, that's his argument. Logical. Uh, but what if you know, and you did the second, or struggle? F- I think I answered that. I have to add to my question. I missed the first shahud, assuming that I'm on a first rakah, even though I was on a second rakah. In this case, where I do the Harri, but Mr. Wajib. When we, this is what we covered last week, Amina. This is not about the harri, right? remember we said that you know that you missed the the tashahud, the, the you're not allowed to go back to it. When you've gone past, so this is a different issue, you're mixing two issues. You know that you missed an obligation and you've moved now to the next stage of the prayer. We've said you do not go back and you make the sajda sahw and that's before the taslim. Okay? Before the taslim. Alright. Aisha, I answered your question about approximate time limit. I said that you can't be standing around in the prayer all day. It's got to be like, you know, Within the style of the prayer, you 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 think about one minute, two minutes, something like that. You can't like you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, If there's a few minutes left to Fajr and you manage to pray Witr, but once you prayed Fajr, you realize you made a mistake in your Witr, so you redo Witr after Fajr. Is that the right thing to do? So you do you really do witr after fajr? Yeah, yani, in my opinion, if you know that you messed up the witr and you want to do it again, you should do it after so after sunrise. I don't think you should do it after fajr. You should do it after sunrise in the doha time. Allah knows best. Then you can do it as, as odd or even. Both positions have arguments. But we'll cover that later. Did we regard the rising of the ruqur as a pillar in and of itself or a necessary movement? My understanding. Is that it's a necessary movement? It's a position of Sheikh Saadi, not an arukan in of itself. Yeah. Uh, third time, I think I answered that. Uh, could you please clarify when and how we would do such the before Taslim? So you would, for example, you're sitting there in your salah, uh, 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 and you've done your, you know, Allahumma bin al-bin al qabr al-jahannam, and then you finished out, yani the the your your salah and you're about to say Aslam warahmatullahi but you don't you just go allahu akbar subhan rabbiyal Subhanahu subhan rabbiyal ala subhan rabbiyal ala Rabbi akbar rabbighfirli rabbighfirli allah akbar subhan rabbiyal Subhanahu subhan Subhanahu ala subhan rabbiyal ala Rabbi akbar Aslam warahmatullahi Aslam warahmatullahi that's what it looks like when you do the sujud as-sahw before the taslim if you're doing it after the taslim like Yani, you know, like the examples today that we covered in Tahari, you come to the end of the prayer, Assalamu Alaikum warahmatullah, just once, and then you go, Allahu akbar, Subhanallah, Inna Lahu akbar, Allahu akbar, Allahu akbar, and then again, Assalamu Alaikum warahmatullah, Assalamu Alaikum Okay, folks, how does a hadith saying says the sahu make the salah even or humiliate shaitan apply to Maghrib? It doesn't apply to Maghrib. It doesn't apply to Maghrib. It doesn't meaning. Uh, the humiliation of shaitan of course applies but the five will not apply to maghrib right when one but when one becomes certain after doubt they didn't perform any tahari but rather built upon the lesser number of raka'ah why the taslim after the salam when one becomes certain after doubt because they said that it's not the conclusion hamza it's the process. So you came to certainty, but you came to it through the process of Tahari. That's the that's the the reasoning. Allah knows best. I'm glad that the summary has been brought through near the gazuzu. Tastes like shani. Shani is not such a bad drink, you know. Um. I believe my question is not clear. In the second rakah I assumed it is first and I missed the tashahud but when I stood up I worked out it is third raka. Yeah, you're right. Your question is not clear. You really need to take more time on the question because I can't work out any of that question. Alright folks, does someone need to make up their prayer? Sara is saying if they haven't prayed for years. My uh, uh, class position is that the answer is no. It's not. It's not even need. And It sounds horrible, but we tell folks that are in this scenario you know according you know according with the wisdoms and whatever obviously we're speaking to students of knowledge here. I can speak openly, but no one deserves to be able to be given the right to make up the prayer because the prayer is such such an obvious obligation, such a basic obligation that someone who turns away from the prayer for whatever reason they don't deserve that 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 yeah, that that honor of being able to make it up so what this person has to do. Now the majority of scholars say that he has to or she has to make every single one up. Right? Uh, The position of our class and a number of scholars and Sheikh Uthameen as well for example is that the time is gone you don't have the chance you have to make Tawbah a very very powerful sincere Tawbah and Istighfar for that and now you need to compensate for it through nafil prayers. So you increase in Nafal random Nafal here and there here and there Alright, that's yani, our answer to that person who hasn't prayed in years And Allah knows best Allah knows best And they should like, snap to that, jump to that straight away Um, And now, if there's one minute left before sunrise Do we know, You said if you do not pray the two sunnah of Fajr Okay, you do not pray the two sunnah of Fajr You go straight to the Father and get the Raka'ah And never ever do you do that Alright folks if someone thinks their prayers in past years were not correct due to lack of knowledge, aura was exposed. Do they repeat the prayers? No, they don't. Okay. This is al udhr Bil-Jahl. Thank you, everybody. Jazakumullah khair. All right. I don't know whether we should have done that questions in the middle. Or I should have just done it at the end. I think. I'm not sure. Allah knows best. But thank you. wa bihamdik. Ashadu ilaha illa anta wa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaykum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.